Blog Talk Radio. that we are going to do an open mic night. So let me cut this up because I forgot to... There we go. All right, say something to make sure I can hear you. Something. Okay, that works. Something's better than nothing. All right, so let me get the um, everything situated here. All right, as usual. Public. Did you switch yours? Doing it now. For some reason, I can. I don't know. I don't know if everybody can hear you. I'll have to because I can barely hear you. How's that? That's better. Okay, that was a big improvement right there. All right. Yeah, so tonight on. I put the mic in front of my face. Yeah, that helps. So tonight we are going to be talking about the raffle. That's one of the things that we're going to be talking about because it's coming to an end soon. Um, John Stevens will be on our show on the 20th, which is coming up next week, next Tuesday, and that is where we are going to, or David's going to pull the ticket, the winning ticket for the raffle. So we went over a little bit with it on live, but I'm sure that we have a couple people that might be new on here. So Dave, you want to go over the um, raffle? Hi, Katrina. I can do that. Hi, Katrina. Yeah, we got got a raffle going on, as Jerry just told you, and we're going to be giving away a basic paranormal investigator kit, basic ghost hunting kit. The tickets are five dollars each, or three for ten, and the proceeds will be going to two different charities. First being Wounded Warrior Project, and the second being Tunnel to Towers. So we're benefiting veterans as well as first responders. And in the kit, like I said, it's a basic um, ghost hunting kit. We're going to start off, we've got a dinner voice recorder, an Olympus NV541PC. And we've also got the latest and greatest as far as the SB7s. This is the SB7T, where the T is an ambient temperature differential detector. So, but it's your ghost box, and we've got a speaker to go with the next 
got a... Don't drop it. Oh, yeah, that would suck. I'd have to take yours. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, uh, laser pen, laser grid pen. Not really a pen, but hey, laser John grid. Stevens. Hey, John. Hey, Shayla. I didn't see Shayla. Hello, Shayla. How are you? Yeah, so I got the laser grid pen, and it's got it. I made a collar to put on there, so and the collar's threaded for a tripod to go with it. And we've also got a copy of my book in there, Welcome to the World of Paranormal Investigations. And it all comes in a hard case with a plug foam, so you can pluck the foam out to so you can put everything in there the way you want yeah. to put it in there. Oh, I bet it is. It's messed with a lot of people, Shayla. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello, Emily. Hi, Emily. That's my wife, everybody. Yeah, so that's that's our that's our laser grid or laser grid. That's our ghost hunting kit that we're raffling off. And again, like Gary said, the drawing is to be next week on this show. We've got John Stevens on with us. We'll be pulling out and want yeah. everybody to want everybody to buy your tickets. You forgot your um, PayPal information. You might want yeah. to put that in the comments so that people can yeah, see it. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that in the comments. But my PayPal, you can PayPal me. It's vapor757.david at aol.com. Or you can cash at me at the dollar sign vapor seven five seven, and like like Jerry said, I'll put it in the comments so everybody sees it in the comments. Yep. So get your tickets. Yep, because next week on the twentieth with John Stevens, he's going to be pulling the winning ticket. So, and then of course the last week in September we have Katrina Gagnon coming on our show. So that is going to be awesome. So we can't wait for that. So we have a full lineup. And people, um, just to let you know, it is open mic, so you are free to call in. Yes, John Stevens, what? What's up? I know. We're excited to have you on the show, too, because it's going to be a really, really good show. So we can't wait. We're looking forward to it. But you got all that in there? Okay. That works. Yes, we're going to be having Katrina on. That's the 29th. I don't have a, I don't have dates. 27. Thank you. I, was gonna say, I don't have dates. My, my calendar with the dates sitting in front of me. So it is the 27th. I don't know why I said the 29th. But, yeah, that's going yep, to be a pretty cool show. Because I don't have my calendar set in front of me, that's why. I don't know where Mike is. I, I don't know Ronnie. I, I think I stashed him somewhere. I must have cut him up and fed him to the hogs so nobody can find him. I learned that that's a lot better than crab pots. <laughs> Forget I live out in the country. We got hogs out here, crab pots. Hello, Kimberly. Hey, Can Kimberly. never be seen again. Oh, am I saying all that? 
I have not been to the Westover Mansion. Have you? I haven't, no. Poltrophiles episode and saw that it was close to Williamsburg. I haven't been there. Yes, I'm sure y'all have hogs in the mountains, too. We all know about them hogs, right? I was sitting over here, and I was just joking with one of my friends. I think it was last week, and we were talking about different topics, and one of the things that we were talking about was crab pots. And they were like, no, hogs. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's not forget about the hogs that leave no evidence. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> we just were talking about different things. Yeah, that's a lie, Kimberly. You know damn good and well about the crab pots and the hogs, particularly the hogs. Forget we're near Marius. <laughs> You'll never be seen again. I know. Hogs eat everything. This is what, this yeah. is going to be our topic of discussion this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Dead men tells no tales. Yeah, exactly. When it comes to hogs, they don't. <laughs> well, not necessarily. What, what do we do all the time? We talk to dead people. Well, that is true. That is true. So they might they might tell all in an SB7 box. Yeah. <laughs> or just in a digital voice recorder. Speaking of dead people, let's talk about that for a minute. Because I, okay. I keep hearing and keep seeing all this and maybe it's something for Paranormal Roundtable, but I'm just going to put it out there anyway. I keep seeing these videos where people, you know, they run all this equipment and they're talking to the paranormal, and then when something happens, they get upset or shocked. And I'm yeah, just that trying makes to, sense. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out why. That's why Dave can write books. He's smart. <sighs> He is a wordsmith. <laughs> okay. Hey, Kimberly must not have read my book. I know. Yeah, well, you sure yeah you read definitely that? not a wordsmith. Your, birth, your birthday is coming up. I'm going to have to get you a copy of it just so you can read it, Mr. Wordsmith. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I've been called a lot of things, but wordsmith is not one of them. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to um I have to get you an autographed signed copy of David Flowers. Welcome to the world of paranormal investigations. Even though half the time he don't follow by the book, but you know, I'm just <laughs> When do I not follow by the book? <laughs> oh, when I have to remind people to charge batteries and not on your investigations, though. Not to forget certain pieces of equipment and... Not on your investigations. Book said nothing about ghost tours. When he wins the raffle, he's going to have two books. That's what Ronnie said. Oh, Kimberly, if a wrestler can write a book, you're cute. <laughs> yeah, when Ronnie wins the raffle, he'll have two books and she'll have a ghost hunting kit. That's right. That's right. It's going to piss a lot of people off. So. Yo. Anyway, back to the subject of dead people, because that was like a really quick quick response. Um, That's right, Shayla. 
blame the dead batteries on ghost training? Yeah, okay, John Stevens, no. Okay, like you know damn good and well that <laughs> fake David turned against you, Ronnie. Nah, I would, I'd never turn against you. Y'all got the bro code, so you ain't going to be turning against nobody with bro codes. That's right. That's right. Y'all in your stupid-ass codes, but that's okay. Women got codes, too. We have middle finger codes and all kinds of codes out there. Yeah, that's your favorite code. That is my favorite code. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do a collage and put it up just so John Stevens can have it and save it to his phone collection of middle fingers. I'll do a whole middle finger collage. I was looking at them all today going, oh, oh. But anyway, back to what I was trying to talk about. Oh, and Kimberly, just to let you know, in case you don't know, since you have so many snake wolves out there, I've, I've torn a muscle in my back, just just so you know that. Old buddy, old pal. I have a torn muscle, torn. Don't know how I did it. That's lovely. John Stevens. Now, you know damn good and well that you're supposed to be changing batteries in your equipment. Like, I, I don't understand y'all. Like, how you got to be prepared when you go do any paranormal investigations, any ghost hunts. Yes, it is torn. It was verified yesterday. Yes, ma'am. Very painful. Yes. Torn. So what's up with dead people? Oh, back to dead people. Um, wait, let me get back to John Stevens and paranormal investigations because why do y'all do that? Like, like not charge your shit. I mean, you know you're going out there, David. You're the perfect example. Please explain. No, I'm not the perfect. I, yes, I don't go to investigation without charged batteries. Do I? Yes, you do. When? When you're on your tours. You let batteries die work there all was tour. the freaking time. That's tour. That's not an I, investigation. There's you still a have difference. to be prepared. You still, you still got to be prepared. It's a tour. That's not an investigation. You know what? You're fired. Never mind. Okay, John Stevens, your explanation. I'm waiting patiently. You right now, I have... You and patient don't go together. No, they do not, because I'll bitch smack you in 0.5 seconds. I don't have patience. You're absolutely correct. But anyway, let me get back to the dead while I'm waiting for John Stevens. So I don't understand it. Like, people get upset when, like, if they're hurt or... Um, I saw one video where this guy got touched and he got really upset and I'm like why you're in their world so I'm not quite understanding when people freak out with stuff like that do you know what I mean yeah if you're asking them to do something you can't get upset if they do it right right and that was my thought process on stuff because now, if you say that, hey, I'm not, you're not allowed to touch me, it's, that's different. Yeah. If you're not allowed to touch me and they do it anyhow, yeah, you get upset. Mm-hmm. 
I hate that everything requires is only the charging one, and then I can't find the specific one. Yeah, I know. I get that, too. I'm with you, Ronnie. I always have my stuff charged. I think there was one time that my um, bad, my body cam was not charged, but for the most part, everything I got is charged. Everything. Unlike some people, where you have to remind them to charge speakers, not necessarily K2 meters, but speakers, speakers, change the batteries in SB7 boxes instead of getting down to one snitch, that kind of stuff. When you buy as many batteries as I do, you could squeeze it all out as much as you can. Grids that don't really, got, that have their I've own got, charging. I've got, I've got extra batteries in the case, but you just chose to go to another battery. Look, Nenny. I didn't know that those batteries were in the case to begin with until you. How long have How long have I had that case? Until you Until you showed me, so just dropped a little bitch attitude. Yeah, I'll get you through. Hey, you're an hour away from me. You can't do nothing. Oh, energy travels. Where's my doll? <laughs> yeah, the electric meter goes flying around at the house the night before an investigation, yeah. The only new piece of equipment that I got was what you have, and I did get it fixed, the GS2 grid. I did get it fixed, so now it works the way it's supposed to, which I do have to charge that, Um but that is the only piece of equipment. There was a couple pieces of equipment that I was looking into getting, but they haven't gotten back to me on it yet. Dennis Eslock might be able to help I, me with that one. I or, can't afford any new equipment. Or, uh, ouch. Um, I can't think of it. Lyle Lots, maybe. That's a lot of batteries, Ronnie. Yeah, I think I just have a case, and it holds quite a few. That's what I wanted to get, Shayla. That's and they and I I messaged them, um, the Wrath Pod. I had messaged them, and I have not um, heard back from them at all. What's but, and they're probably pod? sold out of them, but still. Do what? What's a, what's a race pod? Um, I think, um, mispronounced that, didn't I? I think Dennis brought it out when he came to the manor house last time. It was like that little cube-looking thing. And I remember okay. I said I'm interested in getting one of those. And I reached okay. out to them, but I haven't heard back from them. You know what? My GS2 grid doesn't run out of charge quick. So, no, it doesn't. I, I can't say that it does. I mean, it takes a while to charge, but it doesn't run out of charge quick. And I do like it now that it's fixed and I know what it's supposed to actually do. Thank God, you know, you brought that to my attention. Or I would have still not known that it was supposed to light up in the center. 
So, but no, we don't want to run out of batteries. Those are very, very important. I know. Don't sit it on the floor, yeah. Yeah, don't sit it on the floor, no. I think it I think with the GS two it really should stay be on its tripod instead of on the floor. So and I did have one piece of equipment and you know what? I can't find the um that rum pod that I was gonna give you to take apart to save my life. Uh, well, you'll have to give me his name because I sent them an email because that's all what I had as a connection was their email. So I would like to get one of those to add to my collection of stuff that I have to carry or that I really can't carry right now, which I did kind of carry because I had to bring all my equipment into the house. Mm. I couldn't wait for them to come home. It was too hot, and I didn't want my stuff out there. I carried in one box at a time. Your backers, so I don't want to hear you whining. I ain't whining. You might get a couple ee's out of me, but I am not. Well, that's whining. That's, that's whining. That's <laughs> not whining. Hold it in. I can do Black that. Black crystal make them. They don't even do. Oh <laughs> right, well, I don't know who makes them. All I know is that I wanted one of them, and I reached out and I didn't hear anything back. So maybe I got busy. Who knows? Dennis is around. Dennis. Yeah, S lock. Yeah, I worked on him. He's on here. We all know. No, he's not. Yeah, he is, because he, he did a ha-ha on the, up at the top. Oh, I guess asshole is here. Well, damn. Hi, Dennis. Hey, Dennis, how many times did you get called asshole this weekend? Yeah, I know. We were, we were curious about that. I'm sure quite a few. I don't know. Spears just love them. He's not round. He's tall and skinny. So anyway, okay. I know, Shayla. I feel the same way. We can talk about it. His streak is broken. Not even a fuck you this time. Oh my god. That's unusual for you, Dennis, because most of the time you get the fuck you and the assholes. Like, what happened? Did you lose your assholeness? Yeah, that's true, too. I don't know. Maybe they liked you. If they're assholes, too, then everybody gets along. Technically. I do. I I get sick of people posting the paranormal photos that are grainy and zoomed in. Yeah. I do too. And it's just light reflection suddenly it becomes devil's eyes or it's a shadow figure. Yeah, those those get frustrating too. Yeah. 
Jerry, did you just ask him if he lost his ass? I asked him if he lost his assholeness, meaning his assholeness, you know, being an asshole. That's what I meant, not his actual asshole, but assholeness. <laughs> we won't know. I mean, but like I said, if a spirit was an asshole and then you have another asshole that's investigating the asshole spirit, then y'all get along just fine. It's the same thing with narcissists. If you're a narcissist and the spirit that you're looking at was narcissist, then y'all will get along, right? I spent my whole time in one building. Oh, my God, the cat's pulling my cord. Uh, I understand that. I understand being respectful. So when we get good ones, are they also dismissed? You mean good photos? Are you talking about photos, Kevin? Because, I mean, I don't know about the, I mean, I see, I know what Sheila's talking about with the uh, zoomed in photographs. That's true. sure Dennis had a really good time. He looked like he did. He looked like he had fun, but I don't know if I want to be stuck in a room with just a bunch of negativity. But anyway, back to the photos. Um, there's a lot of... I don't even want to know what that was. Why does that sound like Something coming from my bathroom. Yep. Oh. Hmm. The photographs, but not only that, some of the videos too that people post. The ring, the ring. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the ring video footage. I know. Pulls the cord, and now I'm hearing something fall, and I don't quite know what that. This is funny to ones that don't see. Yeah. you got to elaborate on that, Kevin. Yeah. Please do. But anyway, the videos, it's the same thing. And I think we've talked about stuff like that before with the videos, the ring videos and people. I know. Right? <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. She's a real biatch. <laughs> The third time my cord got pulled, and she's still pulling it. I don't know. You got to elaborate on what you're talking about. No, she, my, no, she, she is a pain in the butt. Like I can't get her because she's way across the hall right now. But I do want one of those. Oh, those ones. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right, so Shayla's talking about the photographs that where you zoom in so much that you stare yeah. at for so long. Yeah, we got you. Hey, John Sullivan. How are you? I am not going to shave my kitty. I'm just not going to do it. 
I mean, if I'm going to get a hairless cat, I'll just get a hairless cat, but I'm not shaving the kitten. Just, I can't. She's just full of fur. Like, I can't do that. Oh, yes. Sorry, you guys, we're going based off of some of these comments for our open mic night, but John Stevens literally laughs when he sees people circling things and then he doesn't <laughs> see it, and I think all of us have done that. Yeah. All of us have done that. Or the ring videos that people show with the little fairies going in front of them. I laugh at those too. Or the orbs. The orb one kills me because when you look at the orb that you post at the manor house, the video of that, and then you go look at some of these other orbs, you're just shaking your head going, you know that's a bug. Or you know that's a dust. And yeah. people get offended or get upset when you say something about it. Yeah, that, that's the one thing that I had to learn to do doing the tours is being very political with my question or with my answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of me would say, dumbass, that's just a dust flying around. Yeah, clean your house. Yeah, but the part of me that wants to continue doing the tours got to be really nice with my answer. Of course you do. I know you get back, and that's what you come back into. Kimberly is Dennis suggesting that I get a big to shave the kitty, and I just don't want to do that. If you're going to put stuff out there, then you have to accept all criticism. But unfortunately, people don't do that. You know, that's the unfortunate thing is that they don't um, accept the criticism and they get very upset about it, and then they end up blocking you or, you know, doing stupid stuff like that. And and I I tell people all the time, if you're going to post stuff on Facebook or any kind of social media, Mm -hmm. you have to have thick skin to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can have a picture of George Washington shaking your hand, and there's going to be somebody out there that that's fake. Right. There always is that one person. <laughs> Shut up, Kimberly. No, I ain't got to go to the vet. <laughs> These comments are coming by so quick. Yeah, opinions. They're like assholes. Everybody has one. Yeah. Very true. So, but and, no. And I, I feel if you're going to post something on on whatever and you don't want to hear any negative feedback, turn the comments off. Yeah. Yeah. Then you'll look, and then when you go to post again, somebody will put a comment under an old post or a new post will say, "Well, I'm going to comment on the post that you didn't allow me to comment on." Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. But it's just so much stuff out there. And what about people that have attachments? You yeah. got to elaborate on that. I mean, some people do have attachments. Yeah. It's it's. Oh, man, in the Old House Woods page, I say, bring it. Yeah, oh, I know you would, because you just get everybody. I've had attachments. I have one. I, I'm, 
Yeah, I've known people who've had attachments. Yeah, I've got attachments. I've got one. He's my boyfriend. He's very protective. He calls me Blondie. And almost every different space I've went to. But like attachments, have, have attachments. You got at, have you got Blondie at the manor house? I don't think I got Blondie at the manor house yet. I got it at Old House Woods. I've got it at the museum. Um, trying to think I know of you got. I know you got Bitch at the manor house. Yeah, I did get that. I mean, that's just my personality. I mean, I've had a negative attachment. That was part of my illness. Um, shut up, Dennis. <laughs> it's a small attachment. <laughs> but shut up, Dennis. God, y'all are awful. We're talking about attachments, ghostly attachments, people. Stay on the subject, please. Um, last, okay, we're, all right, so November will be two years for Vertigo, right, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be going on. Is it two? Yeah. When did we go? When was our last time at Pamplin Park, Dennis? When was the last time we went there? You can't see Dennis's comments. It's a good freaking thing you can't. I want to say it was back in. Was it two twenty? says two. Oh Jesus, two. Thank you. So, and that was a negative attachment pre-COVID. Yes. And I had some negative. I had a negative attachment there, and I and it, and I got really really sick. And as soon as it took, I can't think of how many months. At least six months. Yeah, about six months to figure out that that's what I had. I mean, I had the vertigo. Yes, when I had the tooth drilled, I had dental work done. But it was it was a lot more than that, right? Hit that nerve, yeah, and I got vertigo from that. But it was heavier. It just stayed very, very heavy for six months until one of my friends said, hey, you got an attachment. And I was like, and as soon as they did their Reiki from a distance, it lifted the whole, this, not all the dizziness, of, but all that heaviness. Speaking of Pantlin, you have a secret. Speaking of Pamplin. What's the secret? Do tell. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. I see, White. Good evening. Spirit attachments can be very tricky to analyze because some people could possibly think it was an attachment when, in fact, it's a medical condition because similarities are very close and vice versa. Some people might think it's a medical condition and others think that it's an actual spirit attachment. Very hard to analyze. That is very true. John Stevens' ex-wife is an attachment. <laughs> yeah, I I had an ex-wife like that. I got rid of it by paying off my child support. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that, I mean, that is really true. Yeah, we're hoping that because Pamplin is very, very active. So we're really hoping that Dennis returns to Pamplin. That's, that would be really, really cool. But um, like I was saying, as far as where Kevin is concerned, 
you know, part of it was medical, but the other part of it was an attachment. And now with what I have going on, if I get something around me that is trying to communicate with me, I get real heavy and real dizzy, which I already have some of that, but very lightly. But now, now I know. Well, I mean, if we go deep into the dark, I I don't I don't know. Pamplin, Pamplin, wait for the main announcement. But November nineteenth, we return to Pamplin. Yay. The Pamplin Park dance. Yay! That's going to be awesome. Everybody's going to have to go. I'm not scared to go in to anything, Kevin. I don't know exactly on that employment. I'm I'm not scared of anything. Um, so no. Oh, John Sullivan, you ain't never been to Pamela Park, dude. You got to go, but keep it a secret. Yes, Kimberly, she's been physically attacked. Yep. I think those are the worst because you get attacked by something you can't see. Yeah, it pisses me off when that happens. I know. Particularly when you're some six-foot person, real tall, and something gets onto you and you can't see, you know, you can't see. Yeah. It's it's the worst thing. I mean, it really is. I mean, I've had some scratches and stuff like that, but not, well, no, I take that back. Because when I was younger, I got, well, no, when I moved here, I got smacked on the foot. But the, I don't consider that an attack. I consider that somebody trying to get my attention. Like, are you talking about psych attack, John Stevens, or are you playing around with me in the pearl? John's favorite place. I'm sure John Stevens will be at Pamplin Park, unlike some people. Got to work. I told you that it's always me. I don't know. I I don't I don't I wouldn't know how to answer that. Can can you? Because I would think like you know, I mean, my spirit guides come when I'm doing my um, meditations and when I'm doing my Reiki. But I think Kevin is implying to bad negative um, attachments. And, I mean, they can. I mean, that can happen to to anybody, really. You know, but a good thing that it was removed. It's so funny how people don't think that paranormal can make you sick, but it really can't, or it can't make you sick, but it really can. It can do all kinds of stuff. We talked a little bit about that before where, I mean, they can manipulate so much stuff, energy in a room, temperature. You know, they can manipulate your, your mood. You know, there's just so many different things. Um 
So, but at least you got it removed, and you didn't have to wait six months like I did with vertigo. Would a spirit guide be considered a positive attachment? I would think so. I mean, your guides is your guides is what directs you on your path and what you need to do. Yeah. So you would know that if it felt some if it was something negative, I don't think that it would like guide you in the that wouldn't be your guide. Because everybody I think my spirit my spirit guides are union, they're on strike right now. Yeah. I'm sure they are. Most assholes don't really have no. different ways outside. How do I ground myself? I go put my feet on the grass, say my prayers, put my shields up. There's so many different things. Surround myself in white light. Uh, it's, you know. Well, that is true too, Kimberly, and that's true as well. I mean, I get what you're saying on that. Yes, I know, not often enough. I'm getting Tell her, Dennis. Tell her. Shush, David Flowers, before I come to Newport News and personally come to your door and smack you. Oh, Dennis, we're talking about um, grounding and attachments. And John Stevens Spirit Guides is looking out for hairless kittens, kitties. <laughs> We see where John's mind is at today. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't roll your eyes, dear damn eyes at me. Did I roll my eyes? I'm sorry. No, I'm not. You're way over there. <laughs> like you told me, energy can travel. That's true. Don't stick your guides on me. They're probably never mind. I'll be nice. <laughs> she knows what was getting ready to slip out my mouth, too. But, uh, you know, back to the grounding part, there's so many different, there's so many different ways to ground. And, and sometimes I don't, I honestly don't think to do it. I'm not going to lie about that because I have been in a couple places recently where I just didn't expect anything to happen, and it did. So that was my fault. When I, when I feel that smack on the left cheek, I know where it came from. Thanks. <laughs> I don't think I need a smack. I think I'm okay. Yeah, don't look at me like that. I might be I might be just a little bit stubborn, but there's other people on this show that are just as stubborn as I am. I don't know any. Yeah, I don't either. I only know a couple. Yes, please don't encourage him. Y'all are a trip. So, 
we are looking forward to having John Stevens on next week because we will be talking about our upcoming paranormal events, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And announcing the winner finally will be a lot of fun of the raffle. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, you know what? Half of the time when I roll my eyes, I don't sometimes even realize I'm doing it. I really don't. <laughs> Same thing. I mean, <laughs> come, drive your, come drive your ass from Hopewell. Come on. Yes. I don't know what what did you say, John Stevens? Have you, I guess you've never, I guess you've never seen John Stevens in action, have you? You haven't seen Shayla. You have not seen John Stevens in action yet. Yeah, we are excited about next week because those tickets, that kit has been lugged different places to make sure that people know that what David Flowers is doing as far as the kit, um, what's in it, where the proceeds go to. Oh, Oh, so you have seen John Stevens in action, yeah. John Stevens, you got to see him on the pole. It's a whole different side. As a matter of fact, I think you better have his 20 tickets. <laughs> I think with John Stevens, I actually have that. I wonder if I got it on YouTube. I got some stuff from the cabin on 360 posted to YouTube, and I guarantee you John Stevens dancing on the pole and doing his little thing is on there. I'll have to go back in and look. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a light pole. Get it straight. Yeah. This infamous light pole. We all know what he does with that in the romper room of the Earl. Yeah, and my sister's not even tuning in tonight. It's always it's always her fault. <laughs> always. So what else is there to talk about on our open mic night? We have 12 minutes. Yeah. I, yes, I did say that. Actually, 11, yeah. I did say John Stevens dancing on the pole, doing his little thing. I did say that. But he does this little dance on the pole. I was little thing. Yeah, he's doing his little thing, his little John Stevens thing. Gosh, Dennis, can't believe you missed the whole thing. All right, let me see. Have you ever heard of the term called walking spirits? Most people are pretty unfamiliar with this, but when it comes, wait, but this is when a brief moment a spirit will reside within you and you're actually seeing things from his or her eyes, meaning what is called a walk in the spirit's eyes, been said most of the time when this happens, it's probably from ancestors of your past, 
which most of the time it lasts about 30 seconds, but when this happens, a lot of people realize something different is going on. But I can't see the rest of the comment. But they're you. Oh, but they're you. I couldn't see the rest of that. Oh, okay, now I can. I don't have any dark spirits that follow me. Um, uh, with Steve White on your stuff, I haven't experienced it. Uh, I don't think I, I experienced that in a past life regression therapy session. Um, walking with the spirit, I have had that happen a couple times. It's lasted more than you know the amount that amount of time. Um, so I have experienced that where they they kind of show you. So yeah, I know what you mean with that. John Stevens going Yeah, Shayla, you'll have to get together with John Stevens when we go to the cabin on three sixty up to the Pearl. Bye. Thanks Dennis for coming on. Take care, Dennis. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. I don't um Kevin, I don't as far as a dark spirit that follows me, if there's something that's dark that follows me, they're off to a distance. Um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I pretty much keep myself grounded and protected so you know, every so often my boyfriend gets jealous, particularly when Dennis tries to help me with stuff. He doesn't like it. But for the most part I keep myself shielded. Sometimes I don't when I'm doing certain things, as Dennis has said. You know, we've had some conversations, but for the most part, I try to keep myself grounded and shielded. But, you know, there are some areas that I go to that I just, you would never just think about something, and then something happens, and you're like, oh, well, maybe I should have done that too. So um, as far as protections, I have prayers that I say. I have a card that I use. Um when I'm grounding and protecting myself, I have different rosaries that I use. I have different stones that I use. I, um, like I said, protect myself in white light because darkness don't penetrate white light. They can't. That's that Reiki shield. So there are several things I do, and I don't do the same thing all the time. I switch it up. So um, if you are grounding this, doing the same thing all the time, don't. Don't do the same thing because spirit can pick up when you're doing the same thing all the time. So you want to kind of switch up stuff. So there's many different ways. You know, I don't, I don't know about the dream part in that. Um, Steve White asked, have you ever had a dream in that dream you found yourself fighting unfamiliar spirits? I don't, I know one of my friends don't refer to dream. He said that dreams are not dreams. They're very, um, they're very, he says that when you have a dream, you're actually, it's not really a dream. You're actually there, if that makes sense. 
not as far as like fighting unfamiliar spirits, but sometimes getting psych attacks or something like that. I've had I have had that happen, so I've had to protect myself from those too. I, you know what? Whatever attachment that you had or have doesn't concern me. I don't. Nothing penetrates white light. I, you can, we can argue the point. I nothing can penetrate white light. That's just you know if you're shielded and you're you're shielded with that, nothing is going to do that. Nothing can penetrate that. I'm sorry, the energy work, the the positive energy work in the white light outweighs any dark. And that dark spirit is not better than my God, so that's that's me. So and I I don't I don't need to distance myself. So I don't I don't know. You know, the one good thing in your case is I guess at least it's gone. Or at least I hope it is for your sake. If not then, you know, there might be some other standards, but I thought that you said up in the above comments, Kevin, that, that that he removed that and it was an ugly one. And they can be ugly and that's why we have people like Dennis or like with me, I'll I'll remove some stuff when I'm doing Reiki on people if they come over here if they if they have something attached to them. So yeah. I do. And I I do have people that actually other teams and I'm not gonna call them out on here, um, they rely on me for setting up certain grids for them and surrounding them with, with light when they're doing investigations. And I do that distantly. So, um, you know, like I said, it's, I'm just glad they got, that he got rid of it for you. And Dennis has had to help me with, with a couple of things when I had my vertigo. Well, just message me, you know, and I'll look at my schedule and see when you want to come, come out. But, you know, when I when I had the vertigo stuff, even though that was caused, that was caused from a dental procedure. I had a cavity filled, and like within two days of having it filled, it, he hit a nerve. He put that filling on a nerve, and it triggered vertigo. But I had also two, what was it, two days or three days prior, I had been to Pamplin Park on an investigation with with the team. And, I mean, that vertigo was so heavy. And I had even a nurse reach out to me. That's a paranormal investigator. And she was like, you know, I'm just wondering if some of this has to do with you doing paranormal work. And I was like, you know what, I've heard about stuff like that. You might be right. You know, and, um, yeah, it was really bad. And somebody noticed it. You know, one of my friends was like, hey, you know, you got this attachment that you picked up, and as soon as they did Reiki, long-distance Reiki, I felt them remove it. And I still had the dizziness, but I didn't have the heaviness that I was getting every single solitary day where it felt like somebody had just, like, put their entire um, hand on my head, and it would move all the way down my body to my feet real heavy, and then it would move back up from my feet all the way back up my body and out my head, and it was constantly 24 hours. It was horrible. Like, the, it, the thoughts that I had through my brain or through my head 
with that was awful. But once they removed it, it lifted that, and I never got that again. But now when I have negative spirit around me or something that just negative energy, even if it's a person, I get real heavy and real dizzy now. I like your friend's theories on dreams kind of make sense of the Nostradamus predictions coming from his dreams. I think a lot of promote, I can't say that word, pre-motions also take place. Thank you. Premonitions also take place during dream. Abraham Lincoln had a dream about being assassinated when he was just, when he discussed with his wife the next morning, three days later, he was shot and killed. So, yeah, I think so, too. That might have to be a subject on a show that we need to talk about, you know. I've talked about winning the lottery and that ain't happened. Well, that's just, just not going to happen for you. You just might as well accept the fact that you will work and work and work and work. And I'll win the lottery. Bet you I'll win more money than you do. I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sure Thank do. No. I do not. Just because I play Virginia Lottery on my phone. Are you, you use your hoodoo voodoo powers. No, I most certainly do not. <laughs> Just because I've won a couple hundred dollars and you've won like five doesn't mean anything. Can't help but you suck at the lottery. <laughs> and I just share that five. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, I gotta hang up on the switchboard. So let me end my episode here. Everybody I appreciate everybody that turned into blog talk radio on the air with me. I appreciate it. Ryan's gonna kill me. So I gotta get off of that part. I'm gonna hang up. I was a hard-drinking sinner with blood on my hands. I was a hard-drinking sinner, a gun in my hands, drinking 40 pounds for dinner till I met a big man.
Hello, all you freaks out there. This is Ryan, and welcome to the freaking awesome paranormal show. Hope everyone is having a great Tuesday. It is a Tuesday, September 13th, I believe. Already almost halfway done with September. That's crazy. It feels like, honestly, like the, the, the months you enjoy always go by a lot faster than the months you don't really enjoy too much. Like, for me, summertime takes forever because I'm not a big fan of summertime. I don't like being super hot. Not that it's really super cold now, but you're still in September. So you're in that fall state of mind. Like, when you're in June, July, you just, you're in the dog days of summer, August, you're like, holy crap. But it feels like it just takes forever, just like wintertime. Uh, like January and February, sometimes March. But once you get past December, once you get past Christmas and you get into January, it's just kind of like it's cold and wet, depressing. You know, it just seems like it takes forever to get to the nice weather you're looking forward to. Like, you know, once spring comes along, I'm I'm loving it. Uh, I love the warmer weather, I guess, the thawing out weather. But then again, then, you know, allergies come, so maybe I'm not as big a fan of spring as I thought I was. But, uh, yeah, so it just feels like, going back to my, my original point, it feels like the um, this time of year goes by so much faster than any other time of year in my, in my, from my point of view. Um, once you get to, like, like, September, October, November, December, it just feels like it just flies by and, you know, and it feels like it right now. Like I said, I can't believe we're already halfway through September. Before you know it, it will be Halloween, and it'll be like, oh, here we go. Turn around, it's going to be Christmas decorations everywhere. So, I don't know. I try to I try to uh, enjoy these months a little more. I try to, try to slow down, I guess, and just, you know, take time to enjoy where I am, you know? Because of the, you know, just you don't you get so busy, and you, if you don't take time to uh, to just notice things, I guess they'll pass you by, and it's like, oh well. Yesterday it was Labor Day, now it's like November twelfth or something, something like that. So, Rodney Wickard, wonder whether it's better to enjoy outdoor activities around the park or on. I mean, I don't know. Going outside, I'd rather be outside in the fall wearing a jacket like what I have on right here than outside, you know, dying of heat stroke or, you know, what trying to walk around in, like, 100% humidity, um, swatting bugs all the time. I mean, there are good things in the summertime. You know, cookouts are fun. Um not really campfires because it's too hot to be sitting by a fire anyway. But, you know, catching, you know, younger catching fireflies and doing stuff like that. But the stuff that's fun about being out in the summertime is so few and far between that most of the time is just spent dying of, you know, of heat. But, you know, I went out here to talk about the uh, tank top shorts and flip-flops. Yeah, well, yeah, Shayla. I mean... Uh, I don't wear a tank top, but shorts and flip flops, those are fun. It's not a gritty, it's not something that's going to change my mind about summertime, that's for sure. It still sucks, but I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I'd rather be outside in the fall in the woods behind the cabin with a nice cool breeze 
than outside than back there swatting mosquitoes looking after poison ivy, in my opinion. That's my humble opinion, that fall is the best season of the year. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything that would ever, that would ever change my mind on that. So, but, yeah, summertime is fun, too. There are, there are, you know, thought about, you know, after I brought up the bikini this year. Honestly, I thought about it. I had, uh, I had one that, um, nice string, string bikini that, uh, that was, that would have been fucking hot. But I don't want to shave my legs, so I was like, you nah, know, I'll just, you know. The world will have to wait to see that stuff. Anything below 50 degrees sucks. I will give you this. Look at this. From, like, November, October through November or December, it needs to be colder. Because I need warm, cold weather at Christmas time. I need it to be, I don't care. I'd love to see snow on Christmas. Uh, I need it to be cold on Thanksgiving. I need a fire going. I need to have that cozy feeling you get when it's the freaking fall outside. I don't want to be going to pumpkin patch when it's 90 degrees outside or going to see Santa Claus when it's 80 or having Christmas Eve and, you know, it'd be 80 degrees outside. I would love to have a white Christmas. So between October through November, it's got to be cool and snowing in December. But after that, January, you know, it can warm up a little bit. You know, it's fine. And not too much to ask. Not like something ridiculous with like 70 degrees in January, but the 60s. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not selfish. I, I can, I can give you guys 60s in January. Every once in a while, maybe go down to like the 30s during, during the, during the winter time, maybe get, you know, it's snowing like get the kids out of school. Alan, right there, Alan May. We've also a guest on the show. So let's go. You know what? I've been, I've been going off on this tangent about seasons. Uh, but good old Bedford Paranormal coming on the show tonight, joining us in this lively discussion of which is the best season of the year, uh, which we all, you know, which we've established as fall. I don't know some people think it's summer, but they're wrong. So I'm gonna go ahead and put them on. Put my friends Alan and Ronnie on the show here, and uh, yeah, let's get this party started. Hello. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing great. This is Alan. Hello. This is Ronnie. Hey. Hey guys. How's it going? We're doing good over here. Angie is sleeping. RJ is sleeping with her. And Kimmy is in her room, probably on her phone. So I am flying solo tonight, which is fine. Uh, what, just, what, yeah, what I usually do. So Angie is a nurse at the trade school here in, the Han- in um, Hanover. So she's got, you know, school hours, so she can't be up late. She's got to get up early in the morning, so. But she gives you her best. And our best to her as well. Yes. I've got to say, I feel bad because uh, last, I guess, what, last, was it April? We were down in uh, Radford 
for EnigmaCon? Was it April or March? I think it was April. Uh, April. It was April. Yeah, I we were, you know, I came down there and I didn't get a chance to say hi. We were there for like uh, maybe a half hour, forty five minutes. Um, but it was really cool going out there and seeing everything, and you know, you have such a nice crowd out there. It was definitely a fun experience. I just wish I would have had a chance to say hi to you guys. Well, we uh, we kind of stayed busy that day, running around making sure everybody was happy and satisfied and having a good time. But yeah, I'm, I'm sad that we didn't get to speak. You just have to stay longer next time. Oh, I will. We'll be back. We'll be back there. Uh, we'll be back there next year. Um, but that's the thing about putting on events. That's when I when we do all the stuff at the uh, at the cabin. You know, you want you want to be able to visit and you know and say hi to everybody. But it's like you've got so many things you have to do to take care of. You know, the events that you don't really have a chance to visit as much as you'd like to. You're like, oh, I'll see all these people at the event, and like, and you're all, even when you're talking to somebody, you always have like, okay, what is going on over here? What's going on over there? What's going on over here? But and you had that event, the whole you got you know, St. Albans, so you've got all these people coming in. It's you had to, it had to be tough, but you had to be very proud of the event, and uh, you know, all all the because you know, every, everyone I talked to seemed to have a good time. Well. Yeah, we, we, were we had a great time. We, we were real busy, but um, I would like to mention the members that aren't online tonight. Uh, yeah. We do have Brenda Harmon, um, Angie Damron, Lisa Wilson, and Noah Coleman. And uh, they've all got Facebook pages if you'd like to look them up and uh, talk to them a little bit. And uh, but no, the conference is always busy. Uh, Noah and I were uh, getting through our first escape room last year, so we were busy with that. And uh, everybody had their own chores to get done. And uh, but we had a great time. Great location. Did it, Did you put together the escape room? Uh, yes, we did. So describe what 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 was your like. I didn't go through it, and so I don't know anything about it. Did you? Was it like clues you had to solve to, to find a key, or how? I mean, how big was the? Was it escape like was it just one room, or you had to go through several rooms to get out of the? Uh... Um, it actually it was five rooms uh, connected, and um, you. Uh, I can go ahead and tell you all about it since it's going to be completely different this year. But um, unless Ronnie wants to, no, go ahead. It was but, your design. Um, you, everyone started out handcuffed to each other, and uh, the first room, the key was hidden. And once they found that, they of course released each other and uh, proceeded to the next room. And then you had a uh, maze that held a key, and to get that key, you had to complete the maze. And um, it went on like that. You had to unlock a room which had a uh, a St. Albans volunteer dressed up as a nun, and she gave you a fishing pole, which you had to figure out there was a fish hidden up in the ceiling, and it had a key in its mouth, and you used the magnet to get the key down. And then you had to go through a tunnel to a different room. It it was a lot of fun. And the uh, 
the staff there at St. Albans, so easy to work with, such good people. Um, if you ever get a chance and you've never been there, uh, yell it to yourself. Go talk to Marcel, Tracy, Buster, Andrea. It's a great time there. That place is so big. I mean, you could you could do something like that in several like locations through throughout the whole the building, and you know, and you know, it would it, you could have enough space to fit so many people in there. Um, mm-hmm. That and it's so active out there um, that in each each part of the building has its own personality, really. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, I I think we've been going there for quite a few years now, and I think the since COVID hit and they shut the building down for a while, I think the energy in the building has changed to different locations. Even if if people have been there ten years ago, I think they need to go back and reinvestigate the location because energy is different in different spots now. It's pretty amazing. Shutting the building down for COVID was almost like pushing a reset button on the building. And that's stuff exactly has what it's like. Changed around. That's I would agree exactly with that. Like. I haven't been out there to investigate in years. You know, been you, need you know to with go RJ. Back. Haven't. I mean, I def- we definitely need to get back there. Um, once you know, RJ, you know, gets older and can, you know, we can leave him with people, or you know, we'll we'll definitely try to come out there. Um, sure. Next year, hopefully, we can make it out there. Um, you know, because I've always had great activity when I was able to investigate out there. Um, very interesting. So, um, yeah, it is a great location. Um, but I want to get more um, into the, the beginnings. Like, how how did you guys uh, get into the paranormal? You can decide who wants to go first. Um, but I want to learn, learn how do you guys, Alan? like, start out. Um, it doesn't matter. I can go first if you want me to. Alan's the founder of the group, so I'll let him go first. Um, I was had uh, several childhood experiences with things I couldn't understand. And um, being a lot older than probably most of the people in this field, um, back then you didn't have the Internet, of course, and growing up in Lynchburg you didn't have a lot of um, books available either. So you end up trying to figure things out on your own, and that just left led to me um, – doing some investigations by myself was younger and uh then about uh 2006 we became an organized group and um it's it's been good ever since we travel together and try to um learn things we're not a big uh self-promoting group so you probably won't find a whole lot about us online but uh the people we do meet and uh interact with we try to form long-lasting friendships with them. And uh, we just, we have a great time learning, and we change our um, investigation techniques every once in a while. We've used uh, live music 
We've tried to play recorded battle sounds. We've um, read things, uh, just anything to try to interact with the other side. Um, but uh, that's pretty much me as a nutshell. But uh, go ahead, Ronnie. I think I got kicked out of the call, so I didn't hear but the last part of that. But um, I got into it, I guess, as a, at, a, at a younger age, I experienced a lot of stuff that I just pretty much blew off. You know, I didn't think it was anything. There was an explanation. And then at one point in the probably around 2006, seven, I moved in a house and the activity was something, something that I couldn't explain. And just by, I guess, the grace of God and my luck, I was working with Alan at, at a local pharmaceutical business, and I kind of asked him about it. He invited me to a meeting, and ever since then, I've, I've been a member of the group, and I appreciate it. Uh, I, uh, I really enjoy the group and the people we have now and I'm I'm just I'm I can't thank Alan enough for even letting me in it. And this was in two thousand nine, two thousand ten I've been in the group. So uh and like Alan pretty much covered the basics of what we do and we, we change up and we're not self promoted. We're not out there to get a T V show or I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong things to the people listening because I, I kind of tend to say something wrong when I don't mean it. But we don't sell T-shirts and all yet. We're thinking about it. But, but yeah, um, just at a young age, I was experiencing stuff. And in a nutshell, I met Alan, and Alan invited me to come to a, a meeting, and I've been in it ever since. Great journey. Looking forward to the future. You know, being doing this radio show for so long, I've got to keep myself in check a lot. You know, so sometimes I'll start going off on on a on a tangent. I'm like, oh, maybe I should uh, go down that road. So I understand uh, where you're coming from. It's, and it's funny, you know, it's funny how how your life can change through just a conversation. Like you decided to talk to um, to Alan. Was it Alan? Yes. Yeah, you tried to talk to Alan about about the uh, about your experience, and he was like, "Okay," and you know, he puts you on the team. Same thing happened with me. I I uh, I was you know posting about ghost adventures on my uh, Facebook page back in the day, and my my ex wife's uh, uncle saw my post and like, "Hey, do you want to come join our team?" And you know, Howie Odell was the the leader of or putting together All Things Paranormal Society. And, uh, you know, we started talking, and then we I joined the team, and then, you know, one thing after another, here we are. It's just, you know, you've got to take that, you got to make that, take that first step, you know? That's right. I could have very well yeah. went into details about how I got into it, but we only have an hour, <laughs> and oh, I can go not. for days. Did you, and, um, and it's also a constant learning experience. Um, it is. Yes. And I like the you know, you guys do different um, methods of investigating. You know, it's always a trial and error type of type of thing. We went to the we had an investigation at the cabin a few weeks ago, and we were in the woods. And um, Howie and I were leading a group, 
and we just started, you know, acting out like we were Civil War soldiers uh, sitting around a campfire. I put, I put my phone on the ground, had the campfire, a little, a little YouTube video going, and we sat around like we were, you know, sitting around a campfire just to see if it would um, ramp up activity or maybe, yeah, exactly, have, have the spirits feel more comfortable to come around us. And, you know, I think, I think it did help. We got some interesting things. Uh, and maybe if we did it more often, it would help more. Um, but yeah, it's all about trying new things. You said playing live music or playing battlefield sounds and stuff like that. You know, yeah, you've got to. We actually go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying we don't know what's going to work or not. So try everything. Try if you think it's something that it may may uh, it may cause a reaction. Except you know, obviously, you don't want to provoke. But no. You think somebody's going to, uh, you know, help or get get a response? Then try it out. You don't, what do you have to lose? You know, it's well, all a big and experiment. We also, we also try to act like you're coming into someone's home too. So um, I wouldn't visit you and start yelling at you or say, "Ryan, hand me that book." Ryan, stand up and sit down. And it a lot of times. When I watch these TV shows, um, I have to think if I was a spirit of a person in that house, I probably wouldn't talk to most of the people in the house um, that come to investigate. Um, We try to be respectful. We try to ask if there's something we can help them with. Can we pass on a message or something? Um, Rather than just kind of being degrading to them. Um, And... If we did do a home investigation, we always try to first not make things any worse than what they already are. You don't want to. I've I've met a few people that all they really care about is the recording of the photo, and so that I mean, but I don't want to leave that family in a worse situation. Get uh, something negative to get upset, and then we leave, and oh wow, we got a good EVP or something. But um. But, you know, and that just goes back to asking yourself, why are you there? If, um, and, you know, we all have different reasons. And hopefully, uh, you know, we we try to help people, but we also try to learn exactly what is going on. Maybe it's not paranormal. Maybe it's an explanation for what's going on. We don't know yet until we get there. Yeah, it's it's really neat that you know people when people can come people can come to teams like you guys or um, you know any other paranormal team that helps people out who have can feel comfortable enough to come to uh, come to you guys and not feel like they're gonna they're gonna be uh, ridiculed and stuff. So I know that a lot of people will be like, can you, are you you know you may think I'm crazy, but this is this is happening, and you're like, well, you know, we kind of deal with that all the time. It's not crazy, um, and if it's not paranormal, you can point them in the right direction and give them peace of mind, which I think a lot of until the internet came along, people were dealing with this stuff and not, you know, knowing what to do, and have having to rely on going to the church and going and doing all that stuff. Um, 
and living pretty much living in terror because they didn't have any any way to deal with with what was going on. I just had a, a message from a lady. Uh, I think it was last Thursday night, and the first thing she was like, "I, I know you you think I'm crazy." But I have this and this and this going on in my house. And I'm like, you know, I can't sit there and tell you what's going on in your house, but it, it doesn't seem like paranormal activity. And she was so appreciative that it told her the truth and, and my true opinion about everything she had discussed with me. And, you know, I told her I, we would help her any way we could. But right at this point, I, I just didn't think it was anything paranormal. And... I told her, you know, the best advice I could do is tell her to, you know, keep a journal for the next month or two and just see what what happens, if anything happens, and it's not really personal feelings, and then call me back. And so we're on that that path at the moment. So I really don't think, but you're right, people now are more open to it, and they have somewhere to go now. They have resources and people they can talk to, but 90% of people who contact me about anything, the first thing they tell me is, I know you think I'm crazy. And I really, I, I never thought anybody was crazy who comes to me. I think a lot of times people just need someone to talk to. Um, that's not their friend. Someone, someone you know, they, they who knows what they're talking about and can calm them down. And if they, you know, if you need to go out there, then you, then you know, at least have a piece, a piece of mind that someone's going to help if things get worse or, um, you know, if it need, if you need to go out there, you know, they, they'll feel more at ease because they know help is coming. Exactly. But we do have those so, that are looking for attention too. I mean, I'm sure correct. every team out there experienced that. And we, we try to help them, too. You know, we're not out there to degrade anybody or look down on anybody for sure, but just sometimes you have those people. Yeah, I mean, that's going to happen. Um, but that's just the nature of nature of what we do. You know, we just yeah. uh, put the same, same, everyone the same way, you know, go – Go through the the investigation. Come out, do the investigation. Come out there, interview the people. Do you know what you do with anybody else? Um, and if you don't get anything, you know, at least you tried. At least you, you did what you you did your part. Um, you know, sure, that's true. Yeah. Well, so I, I got. I think. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna ask when you go to uh, places like St. Albans and uh, places you've been before, numerous times. When you go there, is your questioning like, do you act like you've been there before, or do you ask the same questions because um, you're not sure who you're talking to? Well, the, I think. <sighs> St. Albans, for an example, we've been there so many times, we've kind of got an idea who's there and what's urban legend. So we'll probably go along the line of who we think is there mm-hmm. or who we've actually probably got, you know, had contact with and go with that. But um, new places, 
a lot of times I like to go in with no information and just start from the beginning and see what I can get and see what collaborates with other people's evidence and the stories. And you would uh, be surprised. You may not know who's there, but oftentimes they know who you are. Um, We've had our names called out in different locations, Um, some that we've never been through before. Uh, uh, OSR, um, I had my name called out very clearly when there was only three of us in that part of the building. And um, so it makes you wonder, how do they know who you are? And um, But uh, as far as St. Albans goes, um, I think that some of them do recognize us, but there's been so many people that lived their lives there and had interactions there. Um, you know, when the Native Americans were there, it's hard for me to find any information on that. You can find a lot of generalities of things. Um, there was a Civil War skirmish uh, where they shelled each other within sight of St. Albans. And uh, so you have a lot of high emotions and people, uh, you know, in that retrospect. And then you had the boys' school there. Then you had the hospital. So it's so many people have passed through. Um, I was in there by myself one time just setting up tables and sweeping in that skylight hallway. And I could clearly hear several people walking around. And so I just stopped what I was doing and just, you know, said, well, you know, you've probably seen me here before. I'm just kind of cleaning up, getting ready for the conference. And everything just got quiet, and I didn't hear anything more after that. Um, so, you know, that's that's their home. So they just naturally were curious about who's there. Um We did the Estes method at Old South Pittsburgh one time, and my name was called three times, and that was the first time I'd ever been in the building. But we did spend, what, three days in there? Yes. So, I mean. And I would take the intelligent part of it came in in that situation. There's so many layers of history that these buildings were going into. You know, we go we go there like well, going like St. Albans again, but even Old South Pittsburgh. In your head, you're assuming well, I must be talking to a patient, or you know, I'm pretty sure if you're talking to an, a Native American, you would you would know it just the way they that they talk. You know, their the dialect and stuff is probably different than you know the way we sound. Um, but you know, it's like. We assume we know who we're talking to, but all we're getting are are we getting our voices? Unless they say, "Hey, I'm Tom," or "Hey, I'm this person," you know, we really don't know. When I when I go to investigate the cabin, you know, I'm upstairs in the in the in the back back bedroom upstairs, and I'm getting voices, and I know nobody passed away in there. Um, but I also know that there, from the history of the place, that there was maybe a brothel up in the back. Bedroom. I'm getting these these sounds that sound like people are upstairs having sex, and it's it's uh, it's residual. 
it's but it's energy we're catching up there, but it's not anybody who passed away in there who's yeah. giving CPs. It's the energy of the people. Up there. So even like you don't know when we're going new investigating St Albans or Old South Pittsburgh, it's like what are we getting? Are we getting people's like imprints of you know? Their energy, or is an actual actual EVP? Another yeah. question. <laughs> it's just going on. You just kind of go down the wormhole here. It's like you know, it kind of unravels. You start taking right. the string out, and you, then the sweater starts unraveling. You're like, man. Well, and I think we all make an assumption that they stay fairly close to that building that we associate them with, and. Yeah, uh, we we found out that they can travel and they can go with you. Um, a former member we had, we went to Louisiana, and uh, something went home with him, and uh, his wife got reasonably upset and asked us to come up there. So we did, and uh, we talked a little bit at the house, and then we all went out to dinner. Uh, several miles away uh, Ronnie told a, a joke about these two tow truck drivers named Bubbles at the restaurant nobody mentioned it at the house when we get back to the house we record a person saying Bubbles so the only way they could have heard that conversation is if they went with us to the restaurant so you know you, you have to maybe not get locked into the fact that the nurse is always at this hospital or whatever like that. Um, we just don't know. Do some travel? Do some seem to stay in one location? Or do they move on to a different plane? It's just so much unknown we don't know. It's like Ryan says, you pull the one string and a lot of things unravel. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely trying to trying to go down the, down the wormhole of just because, uh, like I said, it's all it's all guesswork. You know, it's uh, it is it's it's all theory, and um, yeah, you know, uh, you may know one location a lot better than we do, but you know, you can learn a location. Can you learn what's on the other side? I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, I think that's why we're in the field. We're trying to find out. Yeah, I mean, we're, we all go. We go to these different locations: St. Albans, the you know Old South Pittsburgh, the cabin, the Hanover Tavern, Henricus. Uh, you know, we're all going, all going for the same goal. Like, if you know, I get an EVP saying, "Hey, what's up?" from the cabin. You get an EVP saying, "Hey, what's up?" from St. Albans. It's all equal, you know. My my EVP is no better than yours. Your your put of the ghost is no better than another team's. You know, we're all we're all in this for the same uh, the same reason. Um, let's trying to figure out an answer. We and, may not and listening. Get. Listening to EVPs is great, but I also like to hear the backstory about what was this response, what did they respond to you doing, and, you know, 
things like that. And um, um, to me, it's always the most exciting when you encounter something that's interactive with you. And it's rare, but um, uh, South Pittsburgh, Ronnie and I had something whistling at us. And it led us through the top floor. Like, it was messing with us. And it even whistled a little tune. And uh, that was just amazing. Uh, We didn't find out who it was, why they were there. But the actual interaction was just amazing to know that there was a being there that you could not see. And it was, um, it obviously could see us. It was messing with us. So, um, to me, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's it, it, it's interesting because, you know, you're, we're sitting here, we're talking with people who have passed on, who are dead, and but we're, we're conversing with them, or we're getting, maybe not conversing with them, but getting responses, hearing voices from people that are no longer alive. And it's like, I feel like I should, I should like, my mind should be more blown or I should be like, holy crap, every time I get something. Uh, because it's so amazing that we're able to capture this stuff, you know? And it's yes. just, yeah. it's like, I, I feel like I should be more like, holy crap, every time I get an EVP, because I guess it's, it's, Someone who's dead talking to us, or even getting a recording of someone's energy out there. Yeah, it it, it that experience at Old South Pittsburgh was amazing. But we've had a couple along the way. Uh, for instance, when Alan was talking about Ohio State, I was with him when we were walking i think we were going up a staircase to the cathedral maybe and i blatantly heard somebody say alan and it was a loud Would you say voice oh yeah it was in the staircase that leads from the cathedral to the empty third floor large room yeah um we were up near the top of it and uh just a voice out of nowhere it said Alan. And we were the only ones in that part of the building. And, um, you know, how do they know your name? And it sometimes I wonder if it takes them quite an effort to do things like that because they'll do something like that to get your attention, but we didn't have a follow-up. So you wonder... Did they expend too much energy trying to get over attention, and and now we have nothing, or you know? Yeah, it's it's very rare that I'll get something where it's like I'll get more than one response from a particular uh, voice or spirit. It was usually just one, or like it's I don't really get like a string of responses from the same from the same voice, I guess. Because I guess I don't like you said I don't know if they're expending too much energy to to speak to us or or what, but like they they want to see that one thing, and then I'm not saying I'm not saying this happens all the time. There are people I'm sure get get lots of responses in a row from from spirits, and I'm it's happened to me before, but it doesn't happen that often. 
where it'll be like I'll get one or two responses from from the same the same spirit. Yeah, we uh we were in the chapel at the Crescent a few months ago, and um, I we it was kind of quiet, and then I think I I started playing the piano, and every piece of equipment started going off, and then uh, when I stopped playing, it kind of stopped, and that was a but pretty I cool experience. It was, and. For anyone that hasn't been to Crescent, it's such a huge place, and it's amazing. Uh, we did find some buildings that were quiet, seemed like nothing was going on, but uh, the church was very active. Um, Brenda was playing uh, old hymns on her phone, and um, meters were just going off like crazy. And uh, then... As Ronnie said, everything just shut off. But um, it just shows you that they can, if they choose, interact with you or come closer to see who you are and maybe why are you here. And um, to me, it shows intelligence. What would you say is your uh, your favorite location to investigate? Oh, people's asked me that a million times. I, I always have to say, well, I have to name my top three <laughs> because I can't, I can't separate them and choose just one. Um, mine would probably be, oh my goodness, our experience at Old South was good, so it was probably top two and. I would have to say <laughs> I can't just choose one. St. Albans is great. Ohio State was great. Moundsville was great. Alan, you can jump in if you have a favorite. Um, you know, just from the fact of how much you can select from, I would have to say St. Albans is in my top three. Um, I had an amazing time at the Stanley out in Colorado. Um, and the Myrtles in Louisiana was a good one for us. Yeah, them. Um, and it, I'd even have to put the USS Carolina in there also. Yes. We, that was <laughs> a great experience. It was. I think a lot and, of times we'll... we'll I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and even if it's an amazing location, they have hot and cold nights, too. Um, I've been to some places. Ohio State Reformatory was, you know, it was out of the park. It was amazing the first time I went. Um, Lots of interactions, uh, especially in solitary confinement. Uh, We went again about a year later pretty quiet the whole night. Almost nothing happened. So sometimes you just have to be there at the right time, too. Yeah, I think going to locations like Ohio State or Old South Pittsburgh, even St. Albans, a lot of times it's about the experience 
um, of going to these places more than getting the evidence because it is. It is. Personal experiences are big. Yeah. Yeah. You can go, but you you know, going to Waverly Hills is is just an experience. To say you've been to say you've been there, experienced the whole trip, going with your friends, you know, checking out someplace new. And it's cool if you get evidence. You know, it's really neat if you get something from there, but you know, if you get an E V P saying, Hey, what's up again and from there and you get an E V P saying, Hey, what's up from from someplace close by, the one at Waverly Hills isn't any better than the one you got closer to your house, it's just you know, no. a different look. Right. You know, it's uh, and as far as responses go, we try to have at least one person listening live, um, because to me it doesn't do you much good if you listen to your recordings a few days later and you find out someone was trying to talk to you, but you could only hear them through the. Ki- equipment you couldn't hear them uh, with your regular ears so we try to have one person live if we can yeah we try to do uh like birth sessions when we do uh investigations um just to see if we're getting any responses from uh from spirit we we've we've started doing that a lot here lately also doing the burst sessions, at least on one or two recorders and have one mm-hmm. rolling all time. So and that's very productive. I, I'm, I like the burst sessions. Yeah. Cause you well, let me get, ask you, you Ryan, uh, mm-hmm. what is, what would your favorite place be? Well, obviously taking the cabin out of the equation, that's the obvious answer. Um, wow. Penrikes Park is very is very cool. I you know I get a lot of cool stuff out there. Um, St. Albans, of course. Even like places like Hanover Tavern, um, I got a lot of good responses out there. Amplin Park here in Peters or Petersburg was is a great location. Um, there is one place I we went to. We can't get into anymore, which is really frustrating. But there's this house called uh, Bell Nemeth Plantation out in Powhatan. It was one of one of the first investigations that we went on as a team. Um, we got a lot of great EVPs um, from there. So, like you said, it's hard it's hard to pick one like favorite location because you know you, you, there's each each location has its own uh, merits, um, mm-hmm. whether it be evidence or just how you feel when you go places. Like some places like the Exchange Hotel, uh, even like St. Albans, places like that, you feel like you feel like you're at home, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you feel welcomed there. And it's not just by the people there, but it's also by the spirits that are, are that are in the location as well. There's some places that you you just feel like these are your home locations, and uh, you know it's not it's not just about feel mm-hmm. as well. 
Well, I don't feel at home at St. Albans anymore. <laughs> it's so a tough place for me now. I just had a little bad experience, probably what, about a year and a half ago, Alan. It's uh, back when they kind of... Yeah, it kind of opened back up after COVID, and we went and did an investigation, a private, and just in one part of the building, I had a real bad experience. It's just uh, and something that's never ever happened to me before. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't say possessed or or anything like that. It was just I had some kind of negative situation. Alan could probably explain it because it's hard for me to re- really remember any of it. I just remember sitting on the floor in the King Center and felt like everybody that was in the room was down the hall somewhere. Started blacking out or something was like a cloak, sort of shadow, black mass was kind of coming around me. And I was, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. Alan can explain. He was there. Um, Ronnie was sitting on the floor and it seemed like, uh, he started, uh, I guess it sounds odd, but he started vibrating or shaking a little bit. And, uh, we tried to talk to him and we finally cut our lights on on him and, uh, that's mm-hmm. when it, uh, stopped. And, um, um, can't really explain it. It was, uh, it was definitely different. Um, yeah, that's that's the thing when we do this stuff. It's like we're we're walking a fine line. It's like the uh, the, the the people who train tigers. They're 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 good. You know, the tigers can be really good to you, or you know, they can be they can act like they're docile, and you get comfortable with them, but they're still wild animals. You know. They could turn yeah. on you in a second, and you know I say, yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel like home at St. Albans, but that that could change in like an instant. I could, I could you know, go through what you went through and have a complete, completely different point of view, um, with uh, the whole situation. So yeah, it is. It's, it's we gotta, we gotta definitely have to be careful with, uh, um, with and everything. I'll, and I'll say, I do feel comfortable there. I've actually slept there by myself in the building. And while I could hear people talking, uh, it was kind of funny. I was kind of half asleep and heard some people talking. And I thought kids had broken into the building because it happens every once in a while. But it, but no, once I was fully awake, I realized it was just two women talking to each other. And um, So, I, you know... I'm not sure why that happened to Ronnie, um, um, but like you say, you never really know who you're talking to, and um, uh, Ryan is exactly just, right. It's kind of like lions training a tiger or a lion trainer. You kind of put yourself in that position every time we step well, in a building or a location. And I think just as people you meet good people and you meet some that aren't in real life. I, I kind of feel like it's the same. Uh, if you were a bad person in life is 
I don't see why your personality would change after you passed. And I think um, just as we've talked about some spirits leaving a location, you never know. Uh, some person could have come there from somewhere else. Um, so, yeah, you have to be careful. You never know who you're talking to, which is another reason not to provoke and to be kind of careful how you present yourself at times. Yeah, you, you don't. You really don't know what you're going to get. Um, to quote Forrest Gump, there. Uh, we are about out of time here. Uh, we got a few more minutes left. I want to give you a chance to um, just promote your 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 team or what you guys have coming up here. Um, and yeah, just uh, the floor is yours. Well, we're in Ronnie? discussion right now. Uh, yeah. We're in discussion right now. We're kind of putting a vote in on our next adventure, and I think it's between Brushy Mountain. Uh, what was the Pinhurst. other one? Pennhurst. Um, Thomas House. The Thomas House. Yeah, and then what's the other one? The Marine Hospital. It's a hospital. It. Yeah, and I'm and that might be hard to get into. So. Um, but uh, we like to try to go to places we've never been before um, just to kind of keep learning and everything. But uh, And I would like to say I'm glad we have a varied uh, membership in our group because each person brings a different skill set to uh, your team. Uh, you might have someone that's really great with equipment, but... Uh, Maybe somebody else is, you know, has different skills. Like um, we have one member that uh, when you meet that person, everybody seems to love them and they can get you in anywhere. And uh, I really don't have that personality. So I'm glad we have somebody that does. And um, But, yeah, we have a varied group, and uh, it all works out great. We try to look after each other and uh, explore and um Although we're, we have different skill sets, we're all a lot alike, and we've been working with each other for many years now, too. And I wish they were on here so they could help us out. They have plenty of good experiences and stories and everything also. And uh, we are doing a thing with Mountain Souls Paranormal November 12th, I believe it is, at St. Albans. Yeah. Um, if anybody's interested... Get on the Mountain Souls Paranormal Facebook page and check it out and come on out there with us and hang out on the 12th. And they are the experts because um, all of the people in Mountain Souls, they all volunteer at St. Albans. So they know the building and the stories, the history inside and out. So um, great group of people. Uh, so that is I think we're, yeah. Hey, thank you so much and for I coming think, on. I try. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to get catch you guys off before Block Talk cuts us off completely. But I just want to say thank you for coming on, <laughs> and uh, we'll have you back. We'll, we'll, 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.